You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. It's August 1996. I'm having a conversation in the driveway of my parents' house in Virginia Beach, Virginia. We live a couple of blocks from the ocean. I had just come back from surfing that, that uh, morning. And I was having a conversation with my dad about the question that to this day I still despise. And the question w- was around, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was in high school, a sophomore in high school. I graduated high school in 1999. And at the time, the idea of being a sports center news anchor was really what I, I wanted to become. It's what I thought would be really cool to pursue. But I also understood that I was struggling in, in, in school as far as grades. I had always struggled in school for grades. But over that summer, I had taken a couple of technology courses and I ended up taking a, a typing class my freshman year in high school, and they had, you know, the dog jumps over the fence uh, sentence, and I ended up winning the contest in, our, in, our, in my grade, and they ended up sending me to this, like, local regional competition over the summer in Virginia Beach, where I ended up placing, like, like the top three or top five, um, and it wasn't just typing then, it was doing some things with these tools called PageMaker. And then I, I went to the, the regional um, competition and I got my butt kicked. I wasn't even, I don't think I ma- made it past the first round. But it was the first experience I had where computers and technology were more than just a utility. Uh, prior to that point, I had looked at the, the gateway computer that was in my parents' house as no different than the telephone or no different than the refrigerator in many ways where, you know, I, email really wasn't a, a thing that I was worried about. I know there was some Yahoo chat rooms that we had participated in and we had some of our photos, our digital photos were housed there. But when I think about that in 1996 and then over the next couple of years and I go to college uh, in Radford University uh, in southwestern Virginia. It's about 11 miles south of Virginia Tech. I went there to major in media studies because I did want to be that sports center newscaster, uh, big diehard Pittsburgh sports fan. But it was then that I recognized that, you know, I had to be really good in journalism. And there were some courses that I was, wasn't going to be good at. And it was, you know, kind of put to my dad, came back to me with that same comment and said, well, son, you're pretty good at computers. Why don't you try to major in computers? And I remember going down to the, the guy in the office and I had to switch out of business school into computer science. And I didn't really like sciences. I didn't think I fit in sciences. And, but that kind of was the, the nudge that I was taken towards. 
And I went there and I went in that direction. And after the one year taking computer science classes, I despised it. I absolutely hated it. I did not like the the programming language nuances of needing to be perfect with the code. We had these programs like Co- uh, Carol the Robot, and I learned uh, Ada, um, which ended up being a program, a uh, coding program that was no longer even available. And then, you know, that my junior year, our, my guidance counselor said, well, actually, we're, we have a new uh, spot, which is called business information systems. And we can move you back into the business school, and yet you'd still be kind of focused on computers. And remember, this is, uh, you know, the early 2000s. I graduated in 2003. And then over that next year, I, I recognized, although I was in these business classes, to me, the 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 thing that was always kind of this interesting nuance was... You know, I was the assistant captain of the hockey team at my school, and I was the president of my fraternity, Kappa Delta Rho. And nobody that was in my fraternity was in that played hockey. Nobody that played hockey was a major in business information systems, and nobody that was in business information systems was in a fraternity. And part of the beauty for me was when I recognized that in college, I recognized that as an opportunity, not only because it allowed me to really expand uh, my, my, my knowledge, my experience, my, my, my really possibilities of what I could reach. But it, it, it was this, this cool opportunity where I got to connect people. I got to bring people. Uh, I remember bringing my fraternity to my very first hockey game and watching their eyes light up, watching their hockey game in person. And anyone that's been to a, a hockey game in person, you recognize how much different it is than what you see on TV. And then I, I remember, you know, talking to those in my business information uh, class and, and, you know, and convincing them uh, to come out and see some of the, the really cool community projects we were doing with my fraternity. And at the time, I didn't recognize it, but that ultimately would be the answer to the question that my dad asked me on that day in August 1996 in the driveway. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I hate that question. I don't ask my daughters that question. I ultimately, the conversation is framed about where, what is the impact that you want to make on the world? And what are the things that you love to do? And what is the, what are the emotions that you're able to garner that, you know, are things that you want to continue? And for me, when I left college and I remember, you know, looking for jobs and I couldn't get a job in tech, I ended up working at UPS for a little while. And then eventually got a job in cybersecurity for the Department of Defense. And I remember someone asking me, it might have been on an application, it might have been on social media, I can't even really remember. And I said, well, my goal, like my dream, the things that I love to focus on, and the thing that gets me the most excited is connecting great people with great people to do great shit. And that's pretty much what I said. And all of these years later, I'm now 40 years old, I'm a digital futurist and a full-time keynote speaker. If I had to look back over these 40 years, what not only gave me passion and, and gives me joy has always been there. It's that idea of connecting great people with great people. And it's why I was really into this dream job that I had at, at being a technology evangelist. And I became a technology evangelist at a data center company in 2012 till 2014. And it was kind of my dream job modeled after Guy Kawasaki and what he was doing at Apple. And I, and I loved it because 
his job was really to understand how to build a cult-like following around Apple. And this was long before the iPhone. It was still in the iMac days. And and to really build that exclusivity. And, and you know, I remember when when a friend of mine, actually it was my ex-brother-in-law, had a shirt on that said, uh, homie, don't right-click. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, if you know, you know. And I was like, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. And funny enough, when I worked for the government, I, I, I my tagline used to be, that Windows computers kept me employed and Macintosh computers kept me happy as I am a diehard Mac user. The name of my company, the name of my social handles is iSocialFans. iSocialFans, iPad, iPhone, you get the connection there. But the reason this is all kind of the thread and I wanted to put this into this episode here and start this the conversation on is that for me, where we are at right now in 2021, I believe we are living in the greatest time in history. And we have an opportunity, thanks to where technology has gone, and ultimately where humanity still needs to go, to really change what the future looks like, to shift the way that we approach everything and anything in our lives. And to me, this excites me to a degree that I can't even explain. I've never felt this excited about a project or about a technology or about a solution. And that's coming from someone that is a early adopter. For those that don't know my background, I am an early adopter on almost every platform. I am active on almost every single single social media platform there is today. You know, I was part of the Google Plus beta group. I ran a, a show there called the Social Business Hour where we did over 330 episodes of that show, uh, interviewing the likes of Tony Robbins to David Meerman Scott to uh, Jay Bear to Mary McCleary, um, some of the biggest names uh, that we read on that Google Plus show. I was one of the uh, you know one of the most followed people on Meerkat, an app that was the first live streaming app that came out, and then there was an app called Blab that came out, which was pretty much live streaming Brady Bunch edition. And I brought that to the Super Bowl and worked with brands to launch their very first Blab uh, rooms. And unfortunately, a year later, that technology you know kind of died away. Uh, I was the keynote speaker for the very first Periscope Summit. I had grew a massive audience on, on Periscope. I've been active every single day on Twitter since you know early 2010. But for me, this whole space, this whole idea of where we're moving in the future comes down to this idea of ownership, taking ownership of our data, taking ownership of who we are, how we show up, and shifting the way that we're able to transfer value, to give value, to exchange value online. And I believe this Web3 transformation, the creator economy that we are seeing being built around these different tools today is the is the really this movement and it's built on this blockchain technology and I'm gonna in a future episode I'm gonna drop a, a clip from a, a keynote that I gave in 2013 on blockchain technology as I've been really focused on blockchain over these last eight years much more so than any of the other technologies that are built on top of blockchain but if all of this sounds confusing or a little bit overwhelming that's the reason I'm doing this show and you know, it is powered by my ADHD coin, which is the creator coin that I have on the rally side chain. And I was diagnosed ADHD at 31 years old. I am now 40, as I mentioned. Uh, I also have a daughter that was diagnosed uh, ADHD as well. 
And I will say one of the things that I love doing is, you know, as I mentioned, connecting great people, but, you know, inspiring, educating, I, I appreciate and value, you know, everyone's time that if you are um, engaging and sharing uh, and, and being a part of this, I know that you're giving up your most prized asset, which is your time and attention. And so with that being said, I want to I want to not only say thank you for for listening to this, thank you for joining me on this ride, and hopefully thank you for coming along and helping me build this together. This is only phase one that we are kind of rolling out today with this podcast, the NFT 365. It will be a daily podcast that will include interviews. It'll include uh, episodes about breaking news and trends. I will have some co-hosts for some episodes. There'll be some episodes that I will do myself focused on educating thing, uh, you know, uh, everything around what is an NFT to how we secure our, our, our wallets. And I am not an expert. I am not someone that knows everything, but I am someone that is extremely passionate about this space. And over the 40 years of my life, I do believe my strength and the value that I can provide is translating this geek speak to hopefully help you listen and hear the harmony that exists between technology and humanity. So my ask for everyone that's listening to this episode zero and kind of coming along this journey is my only ask is that you approach this this show, this podcast, this experience, you jump into the Discord, you join our, our text community that you'll see the, the links in the, uh, in the bio, is that you, open, you join it with an open mindset, an open mindset to what is possible. I don't believe it's about pivoting into the future. I don't believe it's actually even about reinventing into the future. I actually believe it's about reimagining what is possible in the future and how we can really shift that dynamic and transform how we work, how we play, how we interact, how we share value. So stay tuned for some future episodes. This will be a daily podcast. I do have a team that I'm working with. Uh, A big shout out to the Mile 62 media team uh, who I brought on to help me with, uh, you know, curating a lot of the content, doing the show notes, a lot of the um, the design work. Um, And there will be some uh, you know, creator coin drops. There will be some NFT components to this. We'll be rolling out some other things. Uh, and I'll just say, you know, we launching this today on eleven uh, eleven, which is you know, a it's it is November eleventh. Um, I uploaded the episode at eleven eleven a.m. And for me, the the numbers, of course, there is some significance with the Guardian Angels. It is also Veterans Day and a, a big shout out to Veterans Day and all of those military members and family members of, of veterans. We are truly indebted to you. Um, and I will say part of the thing that is really beautiful about uh, numbers and, and kind of connecting some of these dots is that you know, eleven eleven has a lot of different significance, um, and in numerology, it's the total value of eleven eleven. Of course, is twenty two, and this you know the I'll read it directly from the 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 quote from the site where it's like the numerical study of this number indicates that you are an ambitious person who does what is necessary to achieve your goals. You're able to rally those around you, whether it to be it, whether it to be people or ideas. You utilize them in the best way to make progress faster. You find it easy to analyze your thoughts and feelings and you can quickly understand the ins and outs of problems and ideas. It is like you have a sixth sense. This helps you collaborate on important projects which require foresight. And so I'm launching this on 11.11 for phase one. We'll be rolling out phase two, which will be 
one of the very first and I believe the most unique NFT projects that you will be able to participate on without even having to spend a dollar. So stay tuned for that. And that'll be rolling out. Phase two will be on 12-12, December 12th. And then phase three, which is uh, something that has been in the works for now eight months, will be rolling out on January 11th, which will be 1-1, or we one 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 twenty two. And I'm going to put this out here as I wrap up this episode and let you know that we're going to listen to this episode again exactly one year from today. One year from today will be 11-11-22. I believe, for those that are going to come on this journey with me, it'll be a transformational day for each and every one of you. If you're willing to give me your time, participate in some of the things that I have in progress, and believe in having that open mindset. I truly do believe one year from today, we are going to release something into, into the world that will be built along the way of, these, of this next 365 days, hence the NFT 365, that will be, let's just say, it'll require others to reimagine what's possible but for us, we will now understand what this reimagine looks like. My name is Brian Fanzo. I am a digital futurist. I am a keynote speaker. And I am dedicated and committed to hosting this podcast, NFT365, for the next 365 days. And this is only phase one. Cheers, my friends. Let's do this. Press the damn button. One, nine, three. This show is not financial advice, so do your own.